Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Galatians chapter number 6, if you would. Galatians chapter number 6. Amen. Galatians 6 verse 7. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit, shall the Spirit reap life everlasting. I want to read verse 7 in the New English Translation. Do not be deceived, God will not be made a fool, for a person will reap what he sows. Let's pray right now. Father, we thank you so much for all your power, the the spirit that we have felt already in this service. God, continue it in our hearts as we look into this word and put this word, let faith mix with this word, and God, let this, this, this word get in our hearts in a special way today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, you get what you give. You get what you give. You know, life is not made up of chance, luck, or the proverbial hand that you're dealt That's not what life consists of. Life is not driven by coincidence, by accidents, or random occurrences. I know some of this stuff does happen, but that's not what really makes up the direction our life goes and what happens to us on a consistent and ongoing basis. It's not even about things passed down to us by our parents and grandparents or even so-called generational curses. Life Amen, is really, really about what we sow and what we give out on a regular basis. All the way back from the beginning and when we started sowing when we were kids. Amen, that's what it's all about. Amen. Our life is made up of the series of choices that we make and how they affect others in our life. Those choices will come back to us just like a person throwing a boomerang. Have you ever seen a, somebody throw a boomerang? Amen. I, I've tried to throw them, but I can't get them to come back and hit me in the head. Amen. But suppose if you're really good, you could throw the boomerang, and it circles back, and they'll come, and you can catch it every time when you're good. Amen. And that's what this is talking about, sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. And that is a generic law. It does, it's not a law about only good. It's not a law about only bad. It's whatever is sown is what's reaped. Amen. Hallelujah. Not exactly either. It, the reaping doesn't uh, sometimes even resemble the sowing, but it does come. Praise God. You can count on reaping happening from sowing. It's the law of the harvest, which was instituted by God himself. Just like law of gravity... Amen. There is no escaping the law of the harvest. Praise God. You can't escape the law of gravity. 
Amen. If we, we could all have a, we could all get up right now and jump and try to go and walk, put our footprints on the ceiling. But you're not going to do that because gravity says you can't do that. Amen. And gravity says if you get up on the top of this roof and you jump off, you're not going to go up. You're going down. And you're probably going to kind of have a bad day or even a bad week after you do that. Amen. Once you get out of the hospital. Praise God. So, you know, Jesus said in one time place, he said, because, you know, remember when he was being about ready to be taken captive in the Garden of Gethsemane before his trial and and, uh, execution and so forth and crucifixion that Peter pulled a sword out and said I got a sword he cut the the servant of the high priest's ear off right there he was going to make a stand and protect Jesus and Jesus said put that sword away for everybody who takes up the sword will perish by the sword amen you sow by the sword and you you will perish by the sword and that's where the old saying comes. It's an old proverb that is based off of that verse. If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. But the Bible says rather in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. Not the sword carriers, but the peacemakers. If you sow peace... Amen. You'll get some peace. Amen. If you if you uh, bury the hatchet, amen, you'll have better relationships with people. It's all about how you choose to sow in life. That's what it's all about. Amen. And the only way to change what you sowed is to start sowing differently. You might still reap from some bad seeds you sowed in the past. But if you'll stop sowing bad seeds and start sowing good seeds, amen, good is going to be reaped. And the bad will still be reaped for a while, but then it'll be over and you'll reap good things. That really boils down to as simple as that. It's no mystery. It's no you know, hard thing to understand. We must be prepared to give prepared to give liberally, and prepared to give abundantly. And we're not just talking about treasure. We're talking about our life, our time, amen, our energy, our ear, our sympathy, our mercy, our compassion. Amen. Give it and give generously and give liberally of these things. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, But then, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. And that's what sowing's all about, your attitude and what you're sowing. You see, if you want to get from God, you must be prepared to give the right things. Amen. God is watching our hearts. God is watching our motives. God is watching our intent. Amen. God is watching why we do what we do. Amen. People might, people, a lot of people do things and it's all, you know, sometimes politicians do things because they're just looking for the next election. They're just looking, you know, they shake hands and kiss babies. Amen. And promise all these things so that they can, you know, get the next election. So they sow lies sometimes just to get elected. Praise God. But God is looking at the intent. Why are we doing what we're doing? Are we doing it like the apostles said? I mean, like Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, to be seen of men. He he talked about praying. He talked about fasting. He talked about giving. Amen. He said, we don't want to do any of those things to be seen of people. Amen. We're doing it 
as unto God. And he that seeth in secret shall reward you openly. Amen. Second Samuel 22 verse 26 says, With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. And with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. And with the pure thou wilt show thyself pure. And with the froward, that word froward means perverse or crooked, thou shalt show thyself unsavory. Amen. And that's where I don't want God to show himself unsavory to me. Amen. I don't want to be crooked. I don't want to be, amen, deceitful. I don't want to have the wrong motives when I'm sowing. Amen. Because, because God is looking. It's not just what someone else is going to do to me for what I do. Amen. But with, I've got to see what God, amen, he, he's going to, I want his blessings. I don't want anything to short circuit that. Praise God. We've got to do the right thing. Let's live our life pleasing a God and we might not make everybody happy but if we're making God happy we'll be making a lot of other people happy too praise God amen but as long as I got God happy amen as long as I got a smile on God's face as long as my sowing is making God happy that's what's important so if you want to get God's mercy you must give mercy to others if you want God's uprightness and purity you must exhibit these characteristics in your life also. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. That's how it works. I give mercy, and I reap mercy. I give compassion, and I reap compassion. Amen. Some people sure know how to dish it out when it comes to sowing the wrong things. We've all seen it. Amen. We've seen bullies. Amen. Even in school. We all saw, see bullies in school. And then sometimes, you know, the, the reason why they, there's, there's still a bully is because nobody's called them on it. But then I love when a bully gets beat up by a bigger bully. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Goliath was a bully. And David whooped up on him. He, he was a bigger bully even though he was a little, little kid. Amen. Because God was with him. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. But let me tell you something. Praise God. Some people, they can sure dish it out. They sure can just give it to people. But then when it comes back to them, oh, they're all, ah, I can't take it. You know, they can't take it. I don't know what's going on. Well, you better, you know, put your big boy pants on. Amen. If you're going to get in the dish it out arena. Amen. Because if you dish it out and you dish out a bunch of junk, junk's coming back your way. So get ready. The only way to stop that is stop dishing out the junk. Amen. Every one of us better be ready to get back what we're giving out. Because as sure as the sun comes up tomorrow morning, it'll be back right back to us. Like the boomerang. It's going to happen. If we try to live our lives by hook or crook, if we live our lives dishonestly or underhandedly, if we live our lives in a way that is hurtful to others and we think we're better than others and treat them badly because of something we, you know, that we think we're all that and bag of chips and Slurpee and all that stuff, amen, it'll come back to bite us at some point. And it's going to be a big bite. A big one. Was that big enough? It was like a Jaws bite. Amen. Matthew chapter 7 verse 1 said, Judge not that you be not judged. 
Now, somebody, some people might judge me anyway, but if I'm not judging, then I'm not causing judgment to come back my way because of, if I sow the seeds of judgment, then I better expect to be judged. Amen. Now, I might be judged even if I don't judge because you can't help everything. But you know what? At least I didn't cause it. Praise God. He said, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. Does, it, does anyone feel good about being judged? You know, you know there's, there's some things that have to be judged. You know, like in the Olympics or whatever, you know, you're the figure skater and you're doing all this. And you're a triple axle and you got this flippy, slippy thing and you've got to do that thing or whatever. And then they got these tin, you know, stone-faced judges up there going... You know, writing down things, and then they'll put up an 8 or a 7 or 10 if you're lucky or whatever. Some things are judged. Some things that we just, we just know that's going to happen. Amen. But no one likes to be judged for no reason. No one likes to be judged. Amen. And so we shouldn't judge. And he said, what measure you meet out, what measure you throw out with your measuring stick. You know, when we measure people, I don't think you measure up. You don't measure up to me. You don't measure up, you know, to, to this or that or, you know, whatever. Amen. You know, you shall be, it'll be measured to you again. When you get your measuring tape out, you know, and you got a 25-footer and someone's got a 100-footer right behind you, like, I got a bigger one than yours. And I'm measuring you as you're measuring others. Praise God. You know, there's an old saying that said, those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. I like that. <laughs> Amen. You know, hey, who's the biggest rock thrower in this neighborhood? Oh, that dude over there lives in that glass house. Hmm, that's not smart. Because I'm going to get everybody in the neighborhood, and guess what we're going to do tonight? We're just going to throw rocks at his house. And while he's sleeping, his roof's going to cave in on him in, in glass. So if you live in a glass house, what's that? That's an old saying. What's the, what does that mean? It means, hey, everybody is not perfect. Nobody has it all together. Amen. No one should be looking down their nose at anybody else. There's no big eyes or little U's in the kingdom of God. We all are God's kids. Amen. In this world, we're all people. Yeah, some people do worse than others, whatever. But we're all people that need God. We're all saved by grace and, and He forgives our sins. So since we really all live in glass houses, that's the, that's the point. Nobody should be throwing stones. <clears throat> when that woman was taken, amen, caught in the act of, of transgressing one of the Ten Commandments, they all had stones ready because of the Old Testament uh, you know, remedy and punishment for what she did was stoning to death. They got the rocks and they were tricked. And this was perfect. It was a setup right in the public. And Jesus was there and they were going to get him right here. Boy, he's not going to be able to get out of this one. And the, the Moses said, we should stone her to death. What do you say? And he just rode in the sand. And you know, I bet what he was writing... No one ever knows what he's written. There's been so many books and surmisings and contemplations and wonderings about what he wrote. But most likely he was writing, you know, maybe he didn't say the whole thing, but he was starting to write something about some of these people in the crowd. Maybe like what they they were doing last night, but didn't finish it. Hey, you were with, and maybe put the first letter of that lady's name that... That guy was married to somebody else, and he's with that lady or something or whatever, and you're going to throw a stone at her because she was doing something? And he was writing things, amen. He was doing the glass house thing, amen. He was saying, oh, you sure you want to throw stones? 
you know, and then all of a sudden, from the oldest to the youngest, they start dropping their stones and going home. Because those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Don't judge. Amen. Luke 6.37, Jesus said, judge not, and you won't be judged. Condemn not, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Amen. We should never withhold forgiveness from somebody. If you want God to never withhold forgiveness from you, you better forgive everybody. Amen. Just and don't, don't hold it back. Well, they don't deserve forgiveness. Oh, yeah, they do because God says you're supposed to. Amen. Maybe God could say we didn't deserve forgiveness because while we were yet sinners, he died for us. But he forgave us anyway. And so we ought to forgive people that we don't think might be deserving. Amen. Because remember, forgiveness doesn't make them right. It just makes you free, and you've done God's will to forgive. So don't judge, don't condemn, and forgive people. Amen. Jesus, he, he didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to judge. John twelve forty seven. he said, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And folks, the church is in the saving business. We are the body of Christ, and his mission we continue. He came to save and not to judge. We are supposed to save and not judge. They're already judged. They're already in bad shape. We were in bad shape, but we were part of that group before we came to God. He didn't come to judge. He came to save. John 3.17, after the famous 3.16, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. And God himself is not even on a judgment seat right now. So how can we judge? We're in the dispensation of grace, folks. God is putting out grace. God is in the dispensation of long suffering. It seems like people are getting away with stuff. They're not, but he's given people space. Some people, they just got a long rope. And some people, if they don't change, they're just going to hang themselves on it. Amen. That's just the way it is. But he's given a lot of space for people to try to get it right right now in the dispensation of grace. And so he's not on the judgment seat. When the rapture takes place and when all this other stuff in the book of Revelation comes and the dust settles, then he will be on the great white throne of judgment and he will be judging and he will be looking for names in a book and he will be checking out our lives and what we sowed and, and all the things we reap. But right now, he is... Not on the judgment seat. He's on the mercy seat. He's on the seat of grace. He's sitting on the throne of grace. Hebrews 4.16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's the throne he's on right now. And that's the throne he's going to be on for a while until this thing wraps up. So everyone in the Gospels Listen to this. Everyone in the gospel that asked Jesus for mercy received it. I hope we can say that. That everybody comes and asks us for mercy, that they'll receive it from us. Everybody. You know, from the leper to the blind Barnabas to this person to that person. person the, his, his servant was sick unto death. His daughter had died. This or that. Lord, have mercy on us. And when they asked that, he would go there. He would do that. He would say, go and be healed. He would heal them. He would fix it. He would do everything. He always gave them the mercy they asked for. And if we want mercy from God, we got to show it to our fellow man. Amen. James 2.13 said, For judgment is merciless for the one who has shown no mercy. 
But mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. In other words, when you have mercy, you know, it, it, it affects even the judgment situation that you might have might have been coming your way. Mercy cuts some slack. Mercy, amen, is a powerful thing. You know, mercy and grace are not the same thing. They're totally different things. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. When you fall on the mercy of the court and you deserve to, you know, get 10 years or in behind bars and you fall on the mercy of the court and they say, all right, well, you know, five years of good behavior or something like that or, or if it's something else, we'll give you probation, you know, for a first offense or something. That's mercy, not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. The unmerited favor of God that we didn't deserve, but he gave it to us anyway. And you scratch your head and say, "Woo!" for by grace are we saved through faith. And that not of ourselves, but it's a gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. Nobody should be boasting about anything. For by the grace of God, I am what I am. And for by the grace of God, I'm saved. Amen. Praise God. You know, Galatians, we read verse 7 and 8, but verse 9 is very interesting. Because after that, you know, you shall reap what you sow. And uh, God is not mocked and so forth. And he said, let us, he's in the same vein here. He's in the same subject. He didn't change to something, talking about something different. So this is a continuation of those first two verses we read. And let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You see, there's two aspects of reaping we must always be mindful of. First, You always reap what you sow. We already established that. You sow a seed, but you reap a harvest of fruit or vegetables. Amen. So you always, God multiplies the reaping, which is not good if the seeds are bad seeds. So you could put two or three seeds in a hole, and then you could eventually have an apple tree that gives you thousands of apples every year or hundreds of apples every year and each apple has how many seeds that we have to cut out so we don't crunch on them amen and so the reaping is way bigger than the sowing and that's one th- aspect because luke six thirty eight said give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over so you give, and it's given unto you in a greater measure. And so that's why we need to concentrate on good seed, and good sowing, and generous giving, and not grudging and necessity giving, but doing it from our heart. Amen. It would be better not to give than to give grudgingly. It would be better not to give at all than to give out of necessity. Amen. Because our attitude is just as important as how much you're giving or what you're giving. The second thing about reaping is most of the time there is a gap of time between the time you sow and the time you reap. Amen. You might have sowed a seed last year that you're just reap, you're just going to reap, you know, six, eight, nine months later, whether it was bad or good. And, you know, you, you forgot all about it. Amen. And here you're getting blessed, or here you're getting bombarded with something bad. 
nine months later. And you, a lot of times we don't even know what's the association because there's that gap. You know, there's different times, you know, when you're different plants and vegetables that the germination period from the time you sow till the time you harvest. You know, snap beans. I never really even heard of snap beans until I married my wife and, and uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law started by snap beans. I go, I, I've heard of beans and green beans and pinto beans, but, you know, what's snap beans? What's the bean you snap? Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, they take eight to nine weeks from the time you plant them till the time they're ready to pick. But broccoli, depending on the type of broccoli, and there's several types, anywhere from 14 to 60 weeks. 60 weeks is more than a year, depending on the type of broccoli. Brussels sprouts, 16 weeks. Onions, three to five months. Celery, six months. I mean, I've got to wait six months for that stock of thing that you, can, you can't even chew and swallow. It takes you forever to you look, look at you chewing the, like a cow chewing or something. That's why you lose weight eating celery, if you, as long as you don't put peanut butter on it or something. Because, you know, you're just all these calories and there's no, no calories in there. But the point is, there's different periods of time in the reaping. Sometimes you reap immediately. I mean, the next day or the next, right that, that moment. Amen. But, we, but, but when it comes to good seed, folks, let's just end on a good note. When it comes to good seed, that's where 6-9 of Galatians come in, comes in. And I want to read it in a, in a different version. It says, So we must not grow weary in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not give up. Amen. So don't worry when you sow good stuff and you make the right choices. You've turned your life around. New people, new Christians in God sometimes, they've, they've stopped. They, they put a halt on, on the old life and they're, they're changing the life and doing new. Amen. And it seems like, you know, the, it, things aren't coming their way right away or whatever. Don't be weary in well-doing because well-doing is the seeds of good that you need to start planting and keep planting. Because in due season, when it's time, because every seed has a time, every single seed is different, and whatever it is you're planting, it has a time, it will happen. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because you will get what you give. You'll get what you give. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I just want to encourage all of us. Praise God. So when, when you're wondering, like, when things are, like, what's happening? Some things are, some things are not a reaping for what you did. Some things are just life. But then some things are a reaping for what we did. But the bottom line is we, we go through trials and we go through tr- struggles and tribulations. Some caused by us, some not caused by us. Amen. We don't know. Some, some uh, maybe inspired by the enemy. Amen. But some not, whatever it is. But let's just hang in there and let's just realize, that, amen, the more we sow correctly, the more right choices we make, the, more, the, the better we treat our fellow man, whether it's our fellow brother and sister in the Lord or just people in our neighborhood, at our work or school or whatever, amen, the better it's going to be for us. Because we're going to reap the good. Amen. You get what you give. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.